This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. A free-for-all Friday. You're asking to hear something I don't want to say. But if I do say it, I think you ought to hear it. You got anything on your chest besides your chin, you better get it off. All right, then you asked for it. Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free-for-all Friday means you set the tone. Here is Libby Snymer. Good afternoon and welcome to this Free For All Friday and the issue of violence on the TTC, violence in our streets had so many of you calling and wanting to express yourself this week. Well, here is another chance. And uh, we had a very fulsome discussion about it yesterday and half an hour after we were off the air, uh, the city announced, the authorities announced that they will be putting an additional 80 officers on the transit system to try to deal with it. Nobody thinks that this is a big, uh, fulsome fix. It's a start is how it's being described. And, uh, it's Part of what we were talking about as well, which is uh, we've got to take back some public spaces. We've got to take it back so people are safe. So the general public it feels safe. A lot of people at the moment do not feel safe to take the TTC, and that is very bad indeed for our city. So I would like to know from you, uh, what do you think? What do you think about the 80 extra officers? And again, nobody says that this is a solution, but it is uh, an immediate term solution or uh, a fix for the problem. And the way they're going to do it, it's not going to be 80 all at once. Uh, they are going to analyze and see where these things are happening, what times of day, and they will deploy accordingly. And the feeling is that seeing a uniformed presence will help people, A, feel safe, and deter people uh, who have mischief on their minds. Uh, lots of other things that are on the plate today. It is, as you heard in our news all morning, it is International Holocaust Remembrance Day. It comes on the 78th anniversary of the liberation of Auschwitz-Birkenau. Uh, and uh, as many of you know, my own parents were Holocaust survivors. Thank goodness they were never in a concentration camp, but their families were slaughtered and they came to Canada and built new lives here. And this year's Holocaust Remembrance Day comes, uh, we're in the midst of a rise in anti-Semitism, a rise in Holocaust denial and uh, ignorance about what happened. And uh, we really have to keep these this memory alive. And as uh, a lot of the people who were there, the numbers are dwindling. Um, a lot of them are well up into their 90s. Uh, so uh, do you have anything to say about that? The numbers to call 416-360-0740. 
toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And let's begin with Raymond in Etobicoke. And Raymond, you are a regular TTC rider. Hello. Yes, a long-time rider. And uh, I've seen uh, some things uh, with uh, students. Um, I'll give you an example here on uh, Tuesday. Uh, the bus uh, pulls up in front of the high school, and uh, 12, uh, about a dozen uh, boys got on. Not one paid a fare. Not one showed his age ID card that's available. And it's just, I, I believe that the students have a sense of entitlement. And I think that goes back to when they created the uh, free rides for children. That showed problems there right away. And this, this school, it's my old high school, and of the dozen that got on, half of them rode one stop where there was two or three uh, fast food places. Um, and I, I've, I've seen other uh, things, uh, and, and I think this, this needs to uh, change. There's, there's no enforcement, because obviously the driver doesn't want to get in. A, Are you saying you think they were older than 12? Oh, um, I, I would believe so. Uh, there, several of them look to be over six foot tall. And it's, 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 you know, high school students, how many 11 or 12 year olds are high school students? Uh, just law of averages. Some would be over that age. On another um, occasion, a while back before all this trouble started, same school, same bus. A woman gets on with a small stroller, very small one, little child. There are several uh, students in the aisle. All the seats are taken. And she's speaking to them, trying to get past to to get on the bus. And uh, a bunch of these girls, uh, oh, five, six or so, start yelling and hollering at her, I don't know about what, and cursing and swearing and cursing at this uh, woman. Well, not that, not very nice. Uh, thanks for your call. I mean, uh, uh, at, at least what you're talking about, it was uh, it's impolite and rude, but uh, it's not violence. Uh, but I can see how uh, nobody wants to engage with them uh, to avoid the possibility that things may escalate. And you know, that's uh, I think part of part of the problem. And that's what leads to a sense that whatever you're going to do, you'll get away with. Um, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's all one thing. Let's go to Janet in Peterborough. Hello, Janet. Hi, Libby. I hope you can hear me. My volume sounds kind of low here. You're, I hear you fine. Oh, fine. Thank you. Um, just this is even evidence in the caller that just spoke, Libby, with the, uh, uh, well, there's so much bad news on the radio every day, and I used to love to take transit down from Peterborough into Toronto and feel perfectly safe, and now with all this 
going on. It's very frightening. Um, but to address the root cause as I see it, um, I think the police presence, for one thing, is a wonderful thing, but it is sort of a band-aid approach, and I, I, I uh, feel for the safety of the officers. But Libby, I really believe we need to get right to the root of teaching kids from the cradle, teaching our young ones. Um, I won't call them old-fashioned values. I'll call them traditional values that used to be taught and in the homes of um, the golden rule, treat others as you would have them treat you and do unto others as you would have them treat you. Also, just a love, respect. Um, this has to come from the home, Libby. And I think there's a lot of anger out there in people. And... Um, also, on your, on your, um, I'd like to thank Zoomer Radio actually for, uh, and Zoomer TV for presenting positive programs, very upbeat programs, Friday night, and uh, where there's great music to listen to, um, and you. good teaching on Sunday nights that I listen to, and um, I just think as grandparents too, we we need to try to instill traditional values in our kids. Uh, uh, I did on your show is, or, also, or either on the morning, um, the morning show, I'm not sure which, uh, where there's... Um, okay. Of- All right. Uh, I, that's a, a very good point. And obviously values start in the home. And, uh, you know, yeah, values start in the home. And uh, if... If, if these kids had values of respect, they obviously wouldn't behave like this, though uh, it's also true that uh, teenagers at a certain stage act out, rebel, all of those things, and uh, sometimes it is a lot less benign than others. Okay, Jimmy in Etobicoke, you say that police presence won't work. Hello? Hello? Yes, go ahead, you're on the air. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, I, I wanted to say about the police, uh, 80, 80 police, you say? Yep. Uh, to control 3 million? Well, I think that's the odds are not really there. But what I really wanted to say is that I think the TTC should get their own force. We have the CN police, CP police. Why can't we have TT police? Uh, don't we, we have, have special constables? And leave our, our police alone because we need them more. Okay. okay. Uh, but, I th- but I want to say another thing. Yep. Okay. There, that, okay, about that, that that poor guy, man. It breaks my heart in Memphis where those five black guys, five police officers beat the crap out of him. Yep. And he died. Yeah. And you know what? I that, To me, I think that's crazy because not, there, there wasn't one violent. If it happened to a white guy, okay, believe me, there'd be riots. Not because it happened like this. There's no riots. Explain that to me, Libby. Uh, okay. I cannot. I cannot. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, certainly uh, not an expert on what goes on in Memphis. That's a terrible, tragic situation. Okay. Uh, where are we on this? Let us go to Alda in Toronto. Hello, Alda. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? I'm okay. Um, yeah, I just wanted to talk about the the violence on the TTC, how it has escalated ever since John Tory um, reported that he's giving $50 million to the police and he's raising the TTC fares. And 
from that time on, it's been there's been an almost almost uh, every few days there's an event like happening on the TTC. I, d- I don't think you can you can uh, draw the line that that was caused by an increase in police and and the violence on transit has been escalating for a very long time and unfortunately it's not just here in Toronto it's 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 all across the country and it's elsewhere as yeah. well it's you're it's right. you're right you're right about that but the thing is you know um by giving 50 million to the co- to the police it's like he should use some of that money to to uh I see home like to for the mentally uh the, the mental crisis that's happening ever since uh, you know there's they, a lot more they so, are right? using some of it and they're they're putting they a number to. of outreach officers on the TTC uh people who have experience with that uh so you know nobody none of them to their credit, said that this is going to be a fix. It is going to be a short term. Someone called it a Band-Aid. That's a pretty good, actually, analogy. And they said they have to address the root causes and they have to put mental health um, officers able to respond when it seems like there is a crisis involving that on the TTC. Okay, um, this definitely seems... Still to be a hot topic. Let's go to Ben in Mississauga. Hello, Ben. Uh, hi, Lily. Yes, I uh, I'm calling in to uh, to say that uh, it's right now the initiative taken by the uh, the mayor, uh, TTC, and uh, and chief Damkyo uh, is is an excellent idea. Uh, it, it's uh, it's um, it's somebody called it a, a bandit uh, solution, but this is the best one right now to do it. That is to bring the awareness to tell the public that um, that the, the issue of the TTC on the TCC is being addressed, and it's not a, a sim, uh, not a simple solution because it involves different factors at different levels of government in terms of uh, mental illness and and homeless and and all those. You always you always have to remember too is that looking at the TTC, it, it's a vast facility for transportation of uh, hundreds and thousands of people per day. You look at the like Tim, Tim Holden. You look at people, people going in, there are homeless people going in to, to, to him, Tim Holden, use their washroom and everything. So it's not just applies to, uh, to TTC, it applies to everybody. So right now, if the mayor, the mayor, Mr. John Tory, and, and, and together with it, they want to address it at different levels and trying to do it on a concerted way to, um, to, to try to resolve the issue. Okay, no. that's good. Uh, I, I'm uh, saying you agree with the move and you are hopeful that it will help. Ben, thank you very much for your call. Uh, I'm looking at the clock and it is time for our first break. Before we go to break, the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. And the violence on the TTC, still the big topic, but there are many other things in the hopper, including International Holocaust Remembrance Day. And I see that Pat, one of our regular callers, wants to talk about the Canada Revenue Agency and their attitude uh, to misguided payments. Uh, We're going to have all of that for you on the other side of the break. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. 
Fight Back with Libby Snymer. When one considers the meaning of life, it is a struggle between alternative viewpoints of life itself. A free-for-all Friday. And without the ability to defend one's own viewpoint against other, perhaps more aggressive ideologies, then reasonableness and moderation could quite simply disappear. Name your topic and be as deep as you like, as long as there's a point in there somewhere. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this Free For All Friday. We're going to get right to the phones. And I'm going to begin with Joanna in Newcastle, who wants to talk about remembering the Holocaust. Oh, Joanna. Joanna, I'm having a... Hi, Libby. Hi, how are you? I'm a first-time caller, so I'm a little nervous. Um, Wait, wait, we have to welcome you with a bell. Go ahead. I want to thank you off to Vision TV for the programming you've had on on the um, Holocaust. For people who are younger than I am, we need to be aware of what happened and not deny the um, the history. And I am so tired of people saying we're wiping out history uh, because it doesn't look good. And we need to remember the things that have happened in our past. So thank you to your to your TV station for that. The yeah. other thing is that I want to mention is that I have been very grateful for listening to you over the years, and please keep up what you do. Thank you very much. And uh, there was something else I wanted to say, but it's gone out of my brain. So okay. again, thank you so very much. Thank you, Joanna in Newcastle. That's very nice of you. Okay, um, let me give the numbers out again. Four one six three six zero zero seven forty toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. And Rachel in Brampton, uh, you want to get back to the topic yes. of violence on the TTC? Hi, Rachel. Hi, how are you? And uh, thank you for taking for my calls, uh, Libby. Go ahead. Uh, a very, uh, I mean, I'm I'm concerned. I'll be honest. Uh, it's just the whole thing is like scary. But the the having the police is I, I don't know if it helps. It's a temporary solution. But I would say like uh, I I have a lot of teachers' families and and, and my family teachers uh, who teaches. And the problem is at the school level also and the parents. I mean, early. The kids, uh, they come in uh, at school, you know, upset and have violent temperament early, early, even in grade four. So the cutback in like counseling, there's not a lot of uh, support in that area. I think that's where they should invest and in helping the kids early before they go out and do something like this, right? That's just my, my two cents. So something. you're saying the problem originates at home? At home, but also coming, the kids come at school with all with so many issues and teachers cannot support them because they don't have the resources. Right now, there's not a lot of counselors, even uh, very few places have counselors, in, you know, in, uh, at school level counselor, right, on site to deal with these issues because some of them, uh, my own husband is a teacher, I mean, I, he tells me all the time, like the, these kids, they have so many anger, so many issues and you have to deal with that issue uh, before you start teaching them, right? So, yeah, that's a very interesting point. Thank you very much for that, Rachel. Okay, Patty in Mimico. Hello, Patty. Good afternoon. I just wanted to tell you I'm with the TTC, and presently there's a posting out to hire 55 new transit officials, mm-hmm. which is great. I've just written a letter to um, my manager saying, hoping he'll pass it on. 
I was wondering, you know, the police have um, a division with mental health uh, officers or trained people. I think we should almost have some of those people also with us. Maybe they could work side by side, set loaded in twos. But there there is so much mental health. Um, I'm with uh, TDC as a wheel trans driver uh, for 22 years. The other night, a co-worker of mine went to St. Mike's to get someone, take someone for dialysis and pick up someone else, got the person in their wheelchair off the bus, closed up the bus, took the person in, came out with two more people, one with a walker, one with a cane, opened the bus, was just about to load, and she discovered there was a homeless person in our driver's seat smoking a cigarette. Oh, my God. And... uh I, I I just hope that I never have that experience. Yeah, but it is it is like we're out there every day, especially downtown. It's everywhere, and like that other man said, you go even we have like we need a bathroom. We stop at Tim Hortons. It's like some people before us have had showers in there. And the other thing about the man said about the schools, I'm totally in agreement. It, this has to start from the parents. And also in the school system, my I have a cousin's head secretary. She, the stories lately over the last three years, I was wondering maybe the school system needs to have a course that everyone has to go to, or every morning they just have an affirmation. Remember today, did you walk in? Did you take the bus? Remember, you offer your seat to someone senior, someone with a stroller. You know, make sure you're saying thank you, please. I don't know where these what's happening with the kids, but I feel a lot does come from parents because I was checking my kids constantly, and you know now they're in their thirties. Patty, so that's all I want to say. It, it's kind of really sad out there right now. I just hope it's going to get better, but we all have to look after each other. And even when these instances happen out there, I'm amazed. Like, first of all, when you sit on one of our vehicles. Sit with your back against a wall. Be alert with what's going on. Know where your, the button is to press for emergency. Don't be sitting with your ear pods and have one in, but be aware. And if someone is getting disturbed, you know, at least if someone was hitting someone else, I would be saying, I would try to help and stop. Isn't that what we're supposed to do? Look after each other? Patty, thank you very much for your perspective and, and thank you for doing what is obviously a, a, a tough job. Uh, I really appreciate your call. Satisfying job, but thank you very much for this program. I listen to it every day and everyone is wonderful. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Patty. Wow. Uh, imagine that. Imagine that being, uh, driving a wheel trans, uh, to help people who need it. And, and coming back to load your clients, your patients and finding somebody in the front seat smoking a cigarette. And if it was just a cigarette, you're probably lucky because, uh, I have encountered, uh, drug use like all over the place in public spaces. So again, I want to hear from you people. The numbers 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. We've talked mostly about this violence on the TTC. Uh, and um, our last call- caller, Patty, says she's hoping things get better. So if somebody has a nice positive story, I am all ears. I'm just looking outside the 
the sun came out. Uh, there's a nice change. The sun came out. Um, we've also been talking about other things. And uh, Ron and Guelph, your turn. Hi, Ron. Hi, Libby. Thanks for taking my call. I'm actually outside right now. Um, well, Bob Comstock last week had a caller, and it's the same thing I alluded to the other day. I drive a school bus. I drive high school students. And I have seen the worst, and I've seen the best. A lot of these kids, and I'll use the word again, is entitled. A lot of this entitlement comes from their parents who coddle these kids. And um, as I said, it just, they don't seem to have the appreciation that you and I have when you grew up when, as for what proper behavior is. Uh, uh- uh, uh, again, yes, they are entitled, but I think we, we also have to remember that kids at that age, well, they're rebelling, rebelling against authority. I mean, it should not take, uh, you know, be violent, uh, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's something that their developing brains also have a hand in, but I think you're right. Uh, and well, a lot of it does yeah. start at home. I was going to say part of it also is, um, when I went to school, Bob Comstock is uh, around the same age as I am. As a matter of fact, we both grew up in Scarborough. And a lot of it, the, the schools can't do anything. The laws have become so liberal. Um, they have a hard time suspending students. And you look at what's going on in some of the uh, high schools in York Memorial Land. It's just, it, it, it boggles my mind that the kids feel so entitled now. I mean, where does this come from? Is it? Is there no parenting at home? Why are these kids out at this late at night and then uh, bullying the bus drivers? And, uh, you know, uh, some teachers are afraid of violence. Uh, Ron, thanks very much for your call. Uh, and Debbie in Parkdale. Hello, Debbie. Hello there. Go ahead. You're on the air and make sure your radio is down, please. Yes, dear. I'm calling regarding... Did they say on the news this morning that we are going to be getting officers that are in uniforms present on the TTC? That's right. We've been reporting that since yesterday. Starting next year? Uh, no, not next year. It's, uh, I'm not sure when the start date is. I think it's pretty well almost immediately. No, I don't believe that because I've been on buses this morning and subways this morning and I did not see one of them at all. Well, there's 80 for the whole system, uh, which operates, you know, a lot of hours. So you're not necessarily going to see them. They're going to be deployed. They're going to study where most of these things happen at what times of day. And that's where uh, these people will be deployed. Because I was really good. I was deliberately looking for them this morning when I went out and I'm like, Hey, I don't see nobody out here in a police uniform? Well, yeah, as as I explained to you, I don't know if they're already there. That's uh, something we can check. But again, uh, they're, they, they can't be everywhere all the time, right? No. We can't, we can't have uh, cops everywhere on the TTC. We're already complaining about how much it's costing. So, uh-huh. so it, they're going to deploy them. They're going to uh, do it scientifically, evidence-based, Debbie, thanks for your call. Okay. Let's go to Murray and Malton. Hello, Murray. 
Hi, Lumi. How are you today? Fine. Go ahead. You're on the air. Good, good. Uh, I hear a lot of people complaining about parenting. Uh, as far as kids being out late at night, it's very simple. I call my parents and tell them I'm staying over at Dave's place. Dave calls his parents and tells them that he's staying at my place. And we're out all night. That's easy. But the big problem I see is a lot of these, uh, a lot of people are raising the kids by themselves. When there's two parents in the home, it's a little a lot easier to uh, sort discipline, discipline around. When you're by yourself, you can't. Yeah, you make a very good point. And, and uh, a lot of single parents who don't earn a lot of money, they're working two jobs, they're working three jobs, and uh, yeah, that's the result. Uh, yeah, they're and, just trying to, you know, put food on the table. Yeah, maybe uh, they should uh, consider uh, Big Brothers Big Sisters programs to help them with that. That's always a good suggestion. Okay, thanks, Libby. Okay. Have a good day. Thank you, Murray. Okay. We'll go to Pat in Toronto. Pat, you want to talk about money and uh, just to... Libby, yes? uh, sorry, when I heard uh, you mention the Holocaust, I realized that's not what we should... Or we shouldn't be talking about money today. I was relieved that at least one person phoned in on the topic. This should be the topic at the top of the list. I mean, the little bit of violence on the subway. My son was assaulted on the subway at age 11, 30 years ago. Things haven't really changed. But we should be talking about the Holocaust, the number of people that were killed, not just Jewish, but also 20 million Russians, etc., and what happened in Myanmar, etc. But the, the Holocaust survivors, I have a friend whose parents are in a situation where he has survivor's guilt because he survived and his parents didn't. We need to focus on this. The rest of this stuff we're talking about today is minor. We need to go back and talk about this as a history lesson, because while the old people may know something, a lot of the youngsters don't know anything about the issue. So I'll leave it at that. But uh, I was just very sad that there was only one caller who, who responded to what I think is the most important thing to talk about today. So... I'll leave it at that. Okay, Pat. Thank you very much for that. Of course, it is very important. And we have been reporting it all day, and we have additional programming, especially on Vision TV. Uh, and yes, uh, you know, I'm sure that since our audience is largely older, people do remember, but it is a problem uh, with younger generations not knowing, and it's a problem with the world forgetting, and it's a problem with anti-Semitism rising and with conspiracy theorists and Holocaust deniers. So, uh, yeah, uh, it is. Uh, but uh, we can also talk about things that are more immediate. And I certainly understand why people are thinking about and engaged with this violence, which for a lot of us is just not something that we're used to. We're used to feeling safe on our streets. We're used to feeling safe on our transit system. And this shakes you up. David in Toronto. Hello, David. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? Not bad, thank you. Um, yeah, it's a boring subject about municipal taxes. Yep. And uh, what bothers me is uh, a lot of people seem like, you know, they get fixated on another government provides them, like this $230, blah, blah, blah. But 
uh, maybe you could correct me, but if you had a, a tax bill of $5,000 a year and it was a 7% increase, is that not $350, not $230? And I know it, it varies. Some people pay more, some people pay less, yeah. but I think people get fixated on a number and that's what they want because uh, I think one thing people forget is impact has to do a reassessment. They do it every four years. Yep. They were supposed to do it last year, but because of the election, you don't want to upset the voters, right? So so that's coming down the line. You know, it's like, like, so it's not just a tax increase that we're going to get at 7% because it's a five five and a half and then a one and a half percent levy. Yep. But uh, what a tax by any other name smell just as sweet. You know, the old saying, mother rose by any other name. So it's a tax. So it's 7% increase. So it's not it, a seven. It, wait a minute. It's not a 7% increase because the increases, the percentage increases in those levies, those levies are a lot smaller than your tax bill. So it is less than that. But yes, it is another fee increase and it's a tax by any other name. Yeah, well, but if you put them all together, I think the levy is 1.5% and the tax is 5.5%. So from my, that's 7%. No, it's not uh, 7% because uh, those fees that are increasing are, it's 7% of your tax bill and the average tax bill, I forget, is is like in the two three $3,000 range. But those levies that are going up however many percent, they're a lot smaller than that. Oh, I anyway. corrected. Thank you. Um, but the, the other thing is the impact and the reassessment. Your taxes going up. It just it just seems like a lot of people are uncomfortable with tax increases. And from my perspective, it's it's not a revenue problem. It's like a spending problem. So that's that's all I wanted to say. So okay, yeah. Thanks for that. Uh, I'm looking at the clock. It's time for another break. Uh, we will be back with more of your calls and your comments on the other side of the break. And I think, I think what Pat had to say has an impact because I see on the board uh, more people who want to talk about Holocaust remembrance. And I am certainly up for that. Before we go to break, 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. And we will be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer, a free-for-all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt. Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this free-for-all Friday, this International Holocaust Remembrance Day. And uh, boy, I'm I'm looking at our board and Bill in Brantford. Uh, you have quite the story to tell. Please go ahead. Oh, good grief. Go ahead. Where to begin, girl? Uh, go ahead. Uh, you were I talking think- about your 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 father in the Holocaust, so please tell us. Yes. Uh, he had, uh, we were, uh, I was born three years before the war started in 37 and, uh, in Holland, in Holland. Yes. Well, five miles from the German border. And, uh, my dad had 42 Jews hidden upstairs in the straw on the farm. And, uh, he did what he had to do. And, uh, we had uh, we had an old gentleman that passed away on our farm, and he buried him 
on the farm. And and were these 42 people all at once or in different stages? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. oh, oh gosh, no. They were... Uh, I don't think there were more than 10 at a time at, uh, at the most. That I mean, that would have been extremely dangerous for him. It was dangerous. It was very dangerous for him. And uh, he also, at the end of the war in 40, 44, late 44, 45, the Germans... Uh, uh, went to different farms, including ours, and uh, to uh, to uh, get horses uh, under the roof. And he had uh, 40 horses up in the barn. And five German soldiers uh, stationed on the farm as well, on the, in the barn. And every one of them knew that there were Jews on our farm. Hmm. And uh, uh, when did you, well, that is, uh, I mean, you were a very small child. When did you become aware of this? Oh, I right from day one. I remember the Germans coming, and I remember the Jews coming. Hmm. Well, thank you very much for telling us that story. And when did you come to Canada? 1952. Hmm. Long time after. Yes. Bill and Branford, thank you very much for telling us that. I appreciate it. You're quite welcome. Bye-bye. Okay. Natalie in Mississauga. Hello, Natalie. Yes, hello. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, I just wanted to comment, you know, um, days like today obviously need to be remembered, um, and it kind of starts with our school system, and you know, the curriculum is established, but I find teachers are lacking resources to teach certain themes. Um, you know, there's no more textbooks, and they don't even have online e-textbooks that they can refer to. So when teachers are coming up with lesson plans, you know, I sympathize with the responsibilities that they have now. Um, and I think if content were established for them to teach, themes like today, the Holocaust, and everything that happened during the war uh, would be solidified somewhere and they would have access to information. And, you know, I think it's a missed opportunity when we don't invest in the curriculums in schools. You know, uh, within the last month, I have to look up exactly when, but there was an agreement uh, between the province and, and some of the Holocaust education groups, and it is going to be talked about in schools, and I know that there are resources in the community, and I am sure that they will be provided, but there was a very, very recent agreement about teaching about the Holocaust in Ontario schools, and uh, I, for one, was very happy to see that. But, uh, yeah, I'm happy to hear that as well. I'm very happy to hear that, because this really is a part of Canadian history, too. There was an influx absolutely. of immigrants from Europe at that time, and we can't forget about it. Absolutely. Natalie, thank you very much for your call. You're welcome. Take care. Take care. 
Okay. Uh, let me give the numbers out again. Uh, today, we've just been talking about Holocaust remembrance. We had an incredible story from Bill in Brantford, whose family came from Holland and whose father hid uh, quite a number, it sounds like, 40 over the course of the war uh, Jews uh, in his farm close to the German border in Holland. That would have been a very brave thing to do, a very dangerous thing to do. And uh, they came to Canada in 1952. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. Other big topic, of course, today is that violence on the TTC. Uh, this week, not a day went by without another instance of it. Extremely disturbing. Yesterday, we learned that uh, 80 police officers will be deployed across the system. They'll be sent to the places uh, that where this is most likely to happen at the times this is most likely to happen. Nobody is claiming that this will be a long-term solution, uh, but it is going to be a Band-Aid. And uh, the feeling is that the presence of uniformed police officers will do something to enhance safety. Let's go to Arlene in Lindsay. Hello, Arlene. Hi, Libby. How are you doing? Fine. How are you? Good girl. Good to hear from you. Anyways, maybe it's time we started listening to our children and listening to people who even aren't our children. If you take 10 minutes with a teenager or even a young child, they will talk. Eventually, they'll talk about everything, and maybe we will learn something from them. I've been doing this my whole life with my own kids. I don't listen, and I should listen. Even my son now at 40 years old says to me, Mom, you're not listening to me. And he's so <laughs> right on the mark. Because Sorry. I want to put in my opinions and what I would do and what my thoughts are. And you know what? They could be totally opposite to his, but that doesn't mean that they're wrong. So that's what I'm saying. It's time to start listening to these kids, really, seriously. Okay. That's all I have to say, Lib. Have okay. a good weekend. You too. Thank you very much. All righty, let us go to Don in Oshawa. Hello, Don. Hello, Libby. Um, I'm calling in regards to, I hear these stories of the uh, the people that are selling other people's properties illegally. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I never just... once heard anybody mention, like, how do they get into the house? Are they supplied with a set of keys from somebody? Or real estate usually take people through tours through their home? I never hear anybody talk about that. So how did they get into the house in the first place to sell it? Well, uh, there, it, it's people who are impersonating the owners fraudulently. And uh, I, I don't know how they got past real estate agents exactly, uh, but they fooled the real estate agents into selling uh the house. Uh, and we have a, a takeout on this coming up this Sunday on Zoomer Week in Review, which will be hosted by Christine Ross. And, uh, you know, this is something, first of all, it has disproportionately affected older people, Zoomers. And it's uh, quite the scam. Uh, it involves identity theft. And again, you know, I, I'm still um, wrapping my head around how how does this get past agents unless they were in on it? And uh, I can't say that. So uh, you would still need a set of keys from the owners, though, to, to access the home. I think some of those people were already renting 
um, they were already renting a place. Okay. Uh, but, um, you know, for full details, tune in on Sunday at noon with Christine Ross on Zoomer Weekend Review, and she has the full story on this, and it really is uh, another disturbing scam, and boy, there there are so many out there, and they're delivered in so many different ways, uh, you know, uh, much, a much, uh, you know, probably less dangerous one, you know, just... Just uh, last night, I'm getting a text, and they're spoofing my bank, and they're saying, uh, "Your card has been disabled." And click here, and of course, it's a scam. Your never your your bank would never text you like that and tell you to verify your banking information. But it, th- these things are just mushrooming. Uh, and you really have to be careful out there with everything. Uh, oh, you do. Yep, Don in Oshawa. Thanks for your call. All right. Uh, we do have a few minutes left to take more of your calls and your comments. The number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. We've got Helen in Toronto. Hello, Helen. Hi, Libby. Um, I, I sit on a committee at JFNCF, Jewish Family and Child Service, and we are aware of a lot of people who went through the war, are now on their own, and are living in absolute poverty. You mean they, elderly Holocaust survivors? That's right. They can't afford hearing aids, medication, um, and it's such a shame. They had such a hard life before, and now they're at the behest of the different communities which are able to give them whatever. And these people are lonely. They have, uh, they are, um, they need, besides the medical attention, they need company and they need food. And it's very hard to keep up with it. I don't think most of the community realizes what a great portion of these people who have been through hell are living in such dire circumstances. Um yeah, thank you for pointing that out. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, I know there are also cases if, if people have gone through this and, uh, if they end up suffering with dementia, it kind of brings things back, uh, and it's very difficult. And this situation with Holocaust survivors, impoverished Holocaust survivors, it, it, it is not just here. Uh, it is happening even in Israel. Right. Now, one a very short segment, uh, thing I'd like to tell you is that uh, at a meeting one day, somebody was talking about a person in Quebec who would not take showers. Unfortunately, uh, that area of the country didn't have very much knowledge of what had happened during the war. And if they gave the man a bath, he was okay. They told him shower, he freaked out. Well, of course, I knew right away what the problem was, but these people who were in the... Um, and the Baycrest one uh, has put out a book of how to treat these people and what to do with them. Uh, but unfortunately, a great segment of the population that is looking after the elderly and those with dementia, not so much in Toronto, don't even know what, would tr- what the triggers are. And I think that's sad. Well, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's sad. And the whole situation uh, is, of course, 
very sad. And of course, the, there are other Holocaust survivors uh, who came here and who built very good lives. Absolutely. And they started with absolutely nothing, maybe a dollar in their pockets, uh, built empires and everything else. Uh, and had the will to go and to succeed, but not everybody absolutely. came here that strong. Well, absolutely. I mean, it 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 really well it depends on first of all exactly what they went through, but but people are all different, right? And uh, in a lot of the Jewish cemeteries, you will see lists of their relatives on the back of the tombstone who didn't survive. Well, these were broken people that came here. Thank God some of them were able to pull themselves together. But a lot of the, what we would classify as average people, came with horrendous experiences behind them and a lot of fear. And now they're alone. And, yeah. you know, it's, um, it's terrible to think that they cannot provide for themselves as far as medical and uh, food. Yeah. Uh, we, there is a group that um, JFNCS supports, uh, and that is a luncheon for Holocaust survivors at the Patel Center once a month. I think that that's really nice because at least they get out to see peers, other people who went through what they went through, and they understand each other. So, you know, there are things we're trying to do, but some of these people are, I wouldn't call them hidden, but they've got no one to speak for them. Well, and, yeah, I mean, and and social isolation... Uh, it's a problem for many, many, many older people, and it just makes absolutely everything worse. And I'm glad to hear about that, that, that lunch program, and I'm sure there are issues for a lot of people. How do they get there? Well, there's also another lunch program that's put on in somebody's house for a small number of people. But there are enclaves where the, uh, the people are recognized, but the ones that are so isolated are lost, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we got TTC problems. We got this, we got that. I could have told you TTC stories too. But this is... <laughs> we have enough of those. Yeah. But in the core, I don't think people realize how what the impact was on these people and how today, because they're senior, it just rolls through their minds if they're alone. Yep. Yep. Anyway, I just thought I'd bring that up, and thank you to the person who said we should be talking about this, we should be thinking of these people. Okay, that would be Pat. Pat, thank you for bringing that up. Right. Okay. Otherwise, you know, I would have sat here, but when I heard that, I thought, okay, you've got to, you know, you've got this knowledge, you've got to give it to, if knowledge is no good if you don't use it to, and tell other people what's going on. Okay, thank you, Helen, for that. Okay, uh, that is all the time we have for Fight Back for today and for this week. I will be back here in the chair on Monday, and we will talk then. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.